Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good afternoon and welcome to the Royal Blue Podcast, sponsored by beer52.com. Check out their website for all your craft ales. And this week's episode, the season is uh, now now gone, and we're already into speculating about transfers as if we ever stop. And this is our little mini transfer summit, really. Each of us are going to horse trade, discuss a player who they would like to see come into Everton this summer. Um, realism, of course, comes into it, but it doesn't have to. Doesn't have to be completely the case. So we can talk about a player and maybe what they represent. So we will start with Gam Buckland, who is primed and ready with the man he wants to yeah. be the fit. Not well, not necessarily first, uh, but certainly the most priority yeah. name that you want to um, see. No pressure. Uh, I thought long and hard about this, and what I thought of first was rather than the player was the position that we need to strengthen as the um, as the primary primary thing this season. Uh, I left the keepers because I think we've still got. One who maybe can do a job for us, um, but I, I've said most of most of the season that the area that needs to strengthen, apart from a keeper, is centre half. So therefore, I looked at what centre halves are available, um, and on the basis that I think that maybe Van Dijk is probably, you know, an unrealistic target, um, but you never know. I was then looking at those players below that sort of level that we could feasibly be linked with and, and buy. Um, and the day that struck me probably, even though he's been linked with all other clubs, is, is Michael Keane of, of, of Burnley, who is, I think, 23, 24 this year, so he's getting in towards Ronald's sort of age range and sort of age that I think, um, you know, players start reaching their peak. He's English, he's played in the Premier League. As I say, it's an area that we need to strengthen uh, primarily. What I've seen him in my life. Uh, the only caveat I would say is that playing with Burnley, he's, you know, he's shielded as well by their midfield and, and the full-back, so he's, um, you know, he's in a team that sort of is very tight defensively. Is the, the only caveat is if he goes to a bigger team and maybe a bit more free-flowing and sort of, you know, a bit more like an isolated a bit at the back. Would you say? Yes, that's where he's getting where he'll get where he'll get tested. Maybe a lot more strange enough being at Everton than when he yeah. would do at Burnley in a in in a in a, in a roundabout way. Um, but he, for me, symbolises um, the type of player and, and that we should be going for on the fee. I think he's out of contact next year as well, isn't he? So you can probably get him for a, maybe a smaller fee than what if, if he had two years left on his contract. It's the old Ross Barkley scenario, isn't it? Uh, so he would be my player and uh, at, at the right fee, in the right position, dare I say, probably the right nationality, uh, experience and... That's the play I'd go for. He had mixed fortunes at Goodison, didn't he? But you know, on the day, I thought overall he was very, very good. He did kind of get held and pinned by Lukaku in one one moment, didn't he? So, but otherwise, what do, what do you make of that shout? I, I like him. I like him. I agree with Gab. He's got everything that you want in a centre half: strong, powerful. These by examples, whatever. On the relaxed in a centre half for many years, haven't he? I just think he's a bit unrealistic for us. 
I, Keane's, yeah, yeah, I do. Even though he plays for Burnley and everything else, I think there's going to be teams who finished above Everton who will offer more money than Everton and have got Champions League that carrot dangling for them. And I think they will offer them that. And Manchester United have got a 25% buyout clause, back, buyback clause, haven't they, I believe? So they can, they are linked to them. He probably, I think he's been on holiday with a few Manchester United players recently as well, which doesn't bow well if Everton are after them. He was ringside at Anthony Joshua with Brendan Galloway though. So that's uh, one yeah. it's one all. It's one all. It's one all. I just think he's a bit unrealistic for Everton. I just think Manchester United, maybe Liverpool are linked to them as well. But I do like him. I'd love us to get him. Don't get me wrong. I agree with Gabby. He's got a really good sense of it. Would you go along to say is he a bit of a one season wonder? You don't know, do you, really? Mm. Um, well, you, you, we question players, don't we, about that one season as a young lad yeah. coming I th- into the Premier League. Yeah. There's a possibility of Davis next season with all eyes going to be on. Would you Would you say even more so on a player like Keane? No, I'd say less so because he's a defender. And I think, I think, I think, think about where he's come from as well, yeah. Gav. Yeah. You think I, about his upbringing and yeah. his pedigree. Yeah, I think as a defender, you can. that one season thing doesn't tend to... Apply to say compared to midfielder or attacker where people can work it out. Even though um, the money starts getting banned about for him, the spotlight will be on him. If he goes for say twenty five million this summer, there's going to be a spotlight on him, isn't he? And if he gets off to a bit of a rocky start, um, yeah, and I think well, first of all, how often do we say on this sport and that all transfers are risks? Oh, uh, but I don't think it'd be the only player going for twenty-five million pounds this summer. I think there'd be a lot, lot of players going now. Standard fee, almost. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I think you know it's not as if he'd be the marquee sign that made in the Premier League this year. Um, but you know, hopefully, you know, we're not one of the, the only marquee sign or whatever you call it for Everton. So the pay maybe four or five, hopefully, of that ilk. So yeah, there's a risk, and I, I, I take your point. Um, but for, as Phil said, he's you know he's got. It's not as if he's sort of had an upbringing that's sort mm. of going to go against him. He's um, you know he's been at Man U. Sean Dyke is an excellent. Dice is an excellent coach, I think, uh, for him. And <laughs> I think he's the type of player at that fee and where he's at in his career that I think will be ideal for us. But caveated by the maybe other maybe bigger fish in the in the uh, the yeah. sea after him. Bit of a no-brainer then, isn't it, Philo? Is that getting the all-round strike of approval for Keane? I think I think Keane's good in the air in both boxes. Um, I think he's comfortable on the ball. I think he's got a decent, I wouldn't say good, but a decent passing range. Um, only concern is is his pace on the turn. Don't think he's necessarily the quickest on the turn. Um, and he's still, you know, he's still relatively young for a centre half. But I would. Um, I'd be pleased to see him come in. You know, and Gav mentions Burnley, and I know it's a different level and everything, but Sean Dyche knows defenders. You know what I mean? He's just yeah. one of those managers that knows a good centre half. And um, I really like, from what I've seen him, I really like. He's, um, I say, he's got areas to improve in definitely, but uh, I think he could be, could be certainly at his age, what what we need. Well, Gav touched on there. It was interesting. The fullbacks took him for Burnley, don't mm. Would you not think if he did sign for Everton? He would become isolated well, further with Baines and Coleman up the pitch. Well, I think we've you've spoke about this before. I think Leighton Baines's game's changed. If you played you played Michael Keane on the left of you two, hypothetically, he was your left side centre half. I don't think you've got a problem there. But I, I think, think you, you could, do see Baines. You still do see him going forward. But equally, still. but equally, if Michael Keane's as good as we believe, he's he's going to have to be good enough to cope. He has to adapt. Yeah. Well, that may be a possibility why Van Gaal shipped him out on Manchester United. Possibly. 
maybe. Um, would, he, would he not be your right side? I don't know. I'll just, I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Because it would. probably, you would suggest it would be say if we got him, him, and Ashley Williams for better or worse, it wouldn't necessarily be my shout. But um, well, I think I think Keane's comfortable on the ball, so you could probably play him either side, couldn't you? If um, if as we've suggested, that was uh, one that wasn't wasn't meant to be for us for various reasons. Tony, would you take Harry Maguire? He's another name that's been in the mix. Uh, he's impressed me at times this season as well. Uh, a threat in both boxes. He's kind of like he's very similar to Keane, although maybe not quite as a thoroughbred. He looks a bit leggy to me, as How if he could, like if a quick centre forward could tear him inside out. I think he's he's good against the big big centre forward. He'd love that type of centre forward to play against. But if he comes up against someone nippy, a Vardy, a Guerrero, that type of player. I think he's struggling. He, he done well against um, Lukaku. Right? Did very he did, well. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he liked, probably likes that physicality of a centre half. Loves that battle and old school centre centre half. But I think if he, he looks to me as if he, he gets found out against nippy players. But I do like him. He's done well with the whole the season. Mm. Okay, I think all around. I think uh, Gavs is well and truly passed. We've signed the Czech, yeah. the Royal Blue Podcast. <laughs> Nothing like an X Factor type, wasn't it? Big stamp. Yeah. And he's through. Oh, let's go to uh, to Phil next. Mm. You make us a, your compelling business case for your must-buy. Um, with nine goals, 13 assists, and the talisman of a team that were utterly rubbish for about six months of the season, Gilfie Sigurdsson would be the signing I would be most wanting to see come through the doors. Um, obviously, I think a goalkeeper is huge, and Everton can't waste his summer to go and buy a proper goalkeeper. But in terms of a player that I'd be most excited to go and turn up to Goodison every every other week and watch, and that would be Sigurdsson. Um, how many times has Koeman banged on a, banged on about lack of productivity? Well, Sigurdsson offers it: open play, set plays, free kicks, penalties. Big game player in that respect drags an average team through a season when they looked dead and buried. He was the he was their one flicker of hope. He's obviously got the right frame of mind. Um, some people have said that there are games when he goes missing but will always pop up and do something. I think he's a proven international footballer, um, technically very good. I think he could be an excellent foil for Lukaku. Difficult to argue with that, really. I mean, it's, it's, for me, it's the goals as well. But how many assists? 11 assists? 13. 13 assists. That's crucial, isn't I, it? I, I, I agree with Phil. I do like him and I'd love to see him at Everton. The only... Negative side for me is that if you take away, would he be on the set pieces at Everton? Would he be on? He'd have to be penalties. Yeah. No, Baines would be on them. Lukaku. Corners. Well, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think Everton have got an issue with penalties. But I've, if I said so, to you how good are their corners off free kick delivery? Oh, I agree. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. But if you're taking away his penalties and free kicks yeah, from Sigurdsson's right. game, what does he bring to the table? If you look at him, link up, assists, creativity. You can hold the ball up. Know how, understanding mm-hmm. of the game. I think yeah, I think he's got probably got something that we haven't really got at the moment in that area of the pitch. And I think Nous. that's where yeah, that's where we're lacking, isn't it? So I think he'd be ideal. Um the only sort of downer around Sigurdsson is that and when you see discussions around him is that he had a season at Tottenham, didn't he? Mm. Which is probably about four years ago, was it? Is whether um, you know, having moved from he went he went from Swansea, didn't he? he to did, Tottenham yeah. back. Whether he didn't tear up any trees there. Um do we think is is that held against him, or do we think that he's left and that and moved on? I don't think he's playing in the same role that Spurs would the no. Swansea. So that that's something we wouldn't want to play into the 
to the discussion about whether we should, should sign or the fact that he's had moved, he has moved and mm. Swansea wants. Was he there when Bale or Van der Vaart and anyone uh, was there? He was there in 12-13, wasn't he, I think? So, I think, yeah, it was Bale's last season. So, Don't forget yeah, they yeah. signed one of our best midfielders in, Stephen Pienaar, and he went and couldn't get his game. Yeah, yeah. Kicked, kicked, his, yeah. kicked his heels yeah. on the bench. It was different, and he's Sixon's a lot older than experience now, isn't yeah. he? So, I think... You know, if anything, it's probably benefited them and in I'm, some, and, some way. And I think I've probably said this a million times on this podcast, but I'm always heartened when Pochettino rates a player. And I think he's been quoted as saying it was, he was disappointed that he wasn't at the club when he arrived because mm. he'd left, and he'd think it was he under Vyash Boas and then left and or whatever. And yeah, I think Pochettino's been quoted as saying he's disappointed that Sigurdsson wasn't still there when he was there. So yeah, that reinforces it for me what a player he is. Yeah, the pot says it. He's right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, what the pot says, Grayley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I think yeah. I think that's right. So I wouldn't pro- probably read too much into it. But the biggest attraction for me is is, is this thing that he gives us something that we haven't mm. haven't really got. I, I'd have an issue with penalties because the veins are on twenty three at the moment for everyone. But the ties <laughs> the club record with uh, yeah. Unzi and Trevor Stephen have been waiting all year twenty four. Because <laughs> the last thing I don't I don't want to say like you know being a stato is having three people tied on <laughs> at the top of the penalty list for Everton. So I just want Bainsy to score a penalty and then he can give it to. We've got to get in the area yeah. to get penalties. Yeah, yeah, that's the and sorry to bang on about it, but I just I, I always remember the way he played at Goodison in was it November. Or, or just whenever it was when they played with Goodison this season yeah. one or, and they were they had a makeshift front line I don't think Lorente played I think they had Barrow on, on sort of wide right and Sigurdsson just sort of floating he caused Jags and Williams absolute mayhem he didn't know whether to go with did, them or come I'm just game. thinking that is a player that's that's has been told he's been given a job to do not necessarily where he would want to play but has gone and fulfilled the role caused really experienced centre-halves problems you know won the penalty Led the led the line and just think you know, you know. Hopefully we do keep Ron, but I'm thinking you know, say an injury injury problem strike and Sigurdsson's like Ronald, right? You're gonna have to go play up front today, yeah. And he'll do the job for you. So in terms of mentioned Michael Keane's availability and yeah. probability of signing for Everton, Sigurdsson and your your views and insights. What do you what do you think is it something that's realistic? Very well, it's definitely it's definitely on the list. You know, I don't think Ronald is is. Has made no bones about the fact that he hugely admires him. Um, in terms of price, now I'm sure the discussion will get on to um, t- to young goalkeepers at Sunderland and, and and whether we think they're worth it, etc. I actually think this is a player, and I've spoken about Everton rolling the dice and paying what players are worth or what the valuation is. I actually think he Sigurdsson falls into the category of Everton have to pay the asking price yeah. because he's proven. You know what you're going to get, and for me, he's an essential signing, so you don't. There's no negotiation. I think you just scare right Swansea. Say we well, want thirty million pounds. Right, we'll pay it. Yeah, I think they want more than that. Well, what else he got left on his contract? He just signed him. You won the last summer. Talking mega bucks. Well, I think you've got to do it, haven't you? No? I think with and he's on a huge salary as well. Is it hundred grand a week? I think it is. I, I'm sure. When the Ever, list came out, Everton will pay him that. Yeah, pay Schneidly one two five, don't yeah. we? So yeah, yeah. It's a I, I, I'm with. I'm with. Fell on that. Um, I was thinking now. Now both have to pay. Why is everyone by the way? I know. Yeah, Wait till the name I throw up. Yeah, I know because there's a, there's a similarity here, and I don't want to bring Liverpool into what we'll do. In the early sixties, uh, Liverpool wanted to buy Ian St John. Mm-hmm. Now the fella called Eric Sawyer from Littlewoods, he was like their finance guru. He was basically brought in by Morris to sort the club out, and he wanted to buy Ian St John for forty grand, and the board said we can't afford to buy him. And Sawyer turned out and says we can't afford not to buy him. Mm. 
yeah. like you know mm. and that's like the sixth and it's like the same isn't it where the risk of not buying somebody you know for whatever yeah. you have to pay for them is, is greater than, on, sort, yeah. than yeah. sort of like missing yeah. out on them yeah. because you, you you won't pay the money and that and i think that's where we are now with a large number of players is there's a greater risk of us not achieving what we want to do mm. Um, that by not buying players is sort of the financial. Where did financial they sign thing. him from? St John. Yeah. Scotland, wasn't it? Was a motherwell, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I just think yeah. with Sigurdsson value as well, you know, Swansea may drive the hard bargain, but as we were saying, it's it's an educated gamble, it's an educated risk in terms of he's not a foreign player coming into the league, will he be able to adapt? We know he can do it. Mm. So for me, there is a premium on those players yeah. that realistically Everton can attract. Mm. So I think he. For me, in terms of Premier League player, forward players, proven that they can do it in the Premier League, he would almost be as good as Everton could probably realistically target this summer. I, I, I agree with you. I think the two players that you've just spoken about, Everton, have to pay whatever mm. is asked of the football clubs because they're in, they're in a situation of Everton. We spoke about it last week where they can't match the five other clubs. Yeah. They can't even match Arsenal. So they're going to have to pay top whack this summer of all summers you're going to have to yeah. do it don't come in with flimsy bids because it's pointless because someone above you will pay that asking price they'll pay the wage and that's the difference Everton have to do that this summer of course there's always the slight worry that with Swansea having stayed up he might and, and he's, you know, I believe he enjoys the life in South Wales he's happy where he is there's always a risk he might stay put mm. make it difficult for him Offer, give him an offer that he can't refuse that's what teams do to Everton, don't they? That's what people have done to Ross Barkley, Romelu Lukaku. So why aren't Everton doing it? Going to Sigurdsson, well, what are you on there? Hundred grand a week? We'll give you one thirty. Yeah. I don't think anyone's given Ross Barkley one thirty. Well, do you know what, exactly. But I'm just making the situation. That I think yeah. that's what we should be doing. We can't be nice, nicey nice when it comes to the transfer. So I think he gets it's four thumbs up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Imagine the guilty positive big star. Blue buzzer should have blue buzzer. Now, I've got to think of some players when we go around second time that people will disappear. <laughs> yeah, it's all going swimmingly now, yeah, so yeah. enter someone stage left to yeah. put a big spanner in the works. <laughs> Tony Scott. It's not a spanner as such. I think before Ronald Koeman left to enjoy Monaco and where he is now in Portugal, hmm. he'd probably give him, if I had Moshiri and Bill Kenwright a long list of players, and there was probably a player so. at the top of that list who he desperately wants. And it's Jordan Pickford, in my opinion. I think he's one player who Everton must get this summer. Must get, because we've got, we can't wait round. He's a position that Everton have to improve on. If you, I agree with Gav, the, the centre-half situation, Paul, we've got, we've got to sort, sort that out. But the goalkeeping situation for me this season is absolutely crucial. It's got to, we've got to sign a number one now for the next five or six years. Yeah. We've got to start. We've because if we don't, we can't end up with a goalkeeper for every other season like we have been doing. Oh yeah, we had Tim out for a bit, but I just think we can't keep doing what we're doing. We need to cement a proper big number one who's going to be with our football club for five or ten years. And the lads, when I've watched them this season, has been absolutely brilliant. Yeah, he's been battered with shots at Sunderland. There's no doubt about that. But what I like about him is that he's commanding in his box. He's vocal, and when watching Sunderland. They're getting battered from, from everywhere, but he doesn't tend to make any mistakes. And they'd be, they'd be well gone by December if it weren't for this lad. I think he's been absolutely brilliant and he's a player Everton should be throwing everything at. Never mind 
bids of 8 million and 12 million, 15 million. Whatever Sunderland wants, say, there's the check, get oh, that first player. Really? I, yeah, I don't care. But what are you going to do? What's the alternatives? You've just seen Begovic there go to Bournemouth for 10 million. So, what, what other alternatives as a goalkeeper have Everton got to choose from? Are we. Are we surprised Everton didn't have a goal for Begovic or, or not? Well, he's not that type of goalkeeper that we need, so, as I've just said, for the long, long term. Long term we we long can't long keep term. on going yeah. with Stecklenberg and Mobles and changing. We, we need a proper number one. Yeah. And we haven't had that. And we, we, we need it. And it's for the back four as well as the goalkeeper situation itself. You've seen many times this season when Stecklenberg's in goal one week and Robles is in the next, Jaggy Elkin and Funes Mori, they're uncertainty. You need a proper number one who's going to play 38 games a season. And for me, this lad, I'll pay whatever Sunderland takes because if they don't and they miss out on him, where do they turn to? Because they can't have what happened last season in terms of the goalkeepers. What you're saying is, go back in there, nine million. (laughs) (laughs) Just pay whatever it takes. I I, I totally agree that this is a summer that they have to sort out the goalkeeper position. 100% agree with that. And you're right, they need to find a goalkeeper for the long term, a number one. When was the last time they had a proper number one? And I said, when I mean proper number one, a number one that other clubs would go, he's good. Nigel Martin was the last goalkeeper. Yeah, exactly. Tim Decent Al- one Tim we Maybe Tim Howard. Tim Howard, maybe. Period Tim Howard, I think, probably. Yeah, so, and to- totally agree. Um, I've got major reservations about the asking price purely because he's still a young goalkeeper. Now, I'm not saying he won't be a £30 million goalkeeper in three, four, five years' time. So, no, there's the argument from the Sunderland side, you say you're paying for potential. But I don't think Everton should pay thirty million pounds for him, and I don't think they will. Um, I think if you know you end up cutting a deal at like fifteen with add-ons and it's worth twenty, I think you go, and he's going to be your number one as a young goalkeeper. I think I think that's a that's, that's a fair price. They can't. I know what you mean. Everton can't be last season. John Stones fifty million. And they're going, well, he's just potential. Well, but you still want 50 million for him. So you can't have it the other way around, you know what I mean? If Sunderland's saying, listen, 25 million, not, and he's yours. Not Phil City. Yeah, but, but Everton have to buy, buy a goalkeeper this season. I think, yeah. but I think Sunderland, have to. Sunderland will be backed into a call. They, if they persist with 30 million. Look, the problem with Sunderland is they've put that asking price on them. Well, David Moyes didn't, and it's stuck, and that's what they're saying he's worth. It's a PR game, you know. Their fans are in, you know, a bit of uproar. They've yeah. gone down. They look a bit of a, looking a bit of disarray. Don't they? They've got no manager. If they're selling off their one asset, they've already lost Jermaine Defoe, the person who was only the only scorer in their team for nothing. Mm. They if they're seen to be accepting a, a low offer for their one asset. They'll they'll be like anarchy at the stadium of light. So they're having to to maintain. He's not for sale for anything less than thirty million. But there will come a time when they have to be realistic. Now, it's all about their trying to create a bidding war. My understanding is Everton are the only team who's seriously interested. But that's the danger, Phil. If another team comes in, Everton have got to react to wait well, and Everton, pay. Well, Everton will have alternatives, won't they? He won't be the only name on the list. Yeah. Do we need to read into something like the fact that we're the only club that's interested or perceived to be interested? Well, look at them. the clubs above us who've all got quality goalkeepers, okay. haven't they? So True. they don't need... No, OK. Well, Manchester United... Like to Gaia, number one. Yeah. Tottenham, two brilliant goalkeepers. Chelsea, well equipped. Yeah. yeah. City, so, City have just spent 45 million, million on So they don't want one. So, yeah, so we shouldn't need too much into the fact that we're the only bidders, but actually that works in our, our favour in terms so. of what we what we pay. Is that if you're the only you know bidder in the market, you sort yeah. of like 
you're holding a few of the uh, the cards. I mean, yeah, but you know, can't be waiting around, though, Gav. No, no, I get that. It's I a crucial that, yeah, position yeah. Everton needs to sort yeah. out straight away because yeah. the next minute, you know, you're going to pre-season training I, and next yeah. there's no goalies. There's still the same goalkeepers. Yeah, I get that, but equally, if you're Everton and you're, and you're confidently aware, as Gav says, that realistically, at the minute, for the only show in town, you don't go to Sunderland. Right, there's 25 million. No, no, you don't. Because Sunderland go, <laughs> right, lovely jubbly. They're willing to pay more than 30 because they've gone in at 25. When you work an offer on a house, you lowball people, don't you? You test the water. And I think that's what Evan have done there. But there's a danger to that, isn't it? That's from time to time. Well, I totally get what you're saying. You can't go in with 25 million, understand yeah, that? If, if you continually lowball, is a danger. But yeah, maybe because, what saying right. is. So that one, just, that bid that went in, pathetic. Well, you're oh, not oh, even no, gonna I'm get. Not sure. You're not even gonna get a bang average championship player yeah. for that. I think it's showing. I think Emmett are kind of like we're 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 in power here. We're we're exactly. we're we the balls in our court in this negotiation. Not you and your thirty million. But do you know if he does yeah. get sold to someone else, expect a backlash because you can't have it the no, other way. I, no, I think you can't I, have it the I other way. I think he's already sold to somebody else. If that barrel the buyer exists, which probably doesn't at the moment, is then our bid will be, will be changed. As Phil was saying, I, I would read in that. That they probably value him sort of 15 million, yeah. probably, which you think. Yeah. For the player, I mean, using the, uh, the Scottish rule of the first season in the Premier League being a risk about, you know, Keane, mm. which is quite right, you know, you've got that rule also applies to, to yeah. Pickford. It probably does a bit more to goalies. So he not be less tested than Everton than he was at Sunderland? He'll not face as many shots. shots mm. Yeah, but then it's a different type of thing. I do like his distribution, isn't he? He's, 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 he's brilliant. brilliant. But I do think I, I, I thought our bid was fair. If if we if we generally agree that he's fifteen million, yes, then I think I, no, start, I, I, starting I, off with fifty percent. I disagree. Sorry, Greg. If a team comes in for any of our players for eight million pounds, who we potentially think is a very very good player. Every Evertonian is on the social media slaughtering yeah, them. Yeah, but it's slaughtering it's whether, them. whether 30 million pounds is actually realistic. Yeah. No, it's probably not. So. I'd say probably 20 is. But don't go in with 8 million pounds. It, it's well, it's embarrassing. No, it's it, is, it, it is embarrassing. Say, I don't it think is. it is. Not, an issue is not what you value the player as. It's just like sort of to test the water to see what the other, how the other players It's embarrassing. Has. It really is. And, yeah. and that's all it is. And the thing is, Mishiri, you know, didn't make <laughs> billions of pounds by sort of being daft. And I think, and the people who work with them, and I think that was, yeah, I, I take people's points that actually it does look a bit low. It is, that's why. Yeah, but that's not what we value the, the goalie as. That's our Remember when Man United come in for Baines? Yeah. With Fellaini? Oh, derisory. Yeah, embarrassing. But, but, but that's exactly not necessarily what United valued the players at the end. And in the end, they ended up yeah, paying Bain. 27 million. Yeah. Yeah. But, more didn't than what think, but they didn't get Baines in the end. But, but eight, 8 million, 8 million. I can see why people think that it's. You know, derisory. It is. Um, but like, is I don't think that's the final bid. Like, and I think for what that lads on this season, like, eight million pounds. Oh, right, right. Put it this way: if Sunderland had not publicly gone, he's worth thirty million pounds. Right. Mm. Try and put that to the back of your mind. If Everton had gone in with eight million, are people going as 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 eight of the as they have done? I don't no, think if, they are. if you're seeing what he's done this season, then you're going. Oh, Okay, that's a bit low, no, maybe. No. But oh, because Sunderland have just got very young, a very young goalkeeper who's been brilliant this season for Sunderland. Yeah, he's been okay. He's been really good. What's what's the record fee pay for an English but, keeper? But, I'm just trying to think which English keepers have have had a major fee pays on them. 
Well, this thing, if you sold, if someone sold him £30 million pounds to Everton tomorrow, yeah. assuming that City deal's gone through, he'd be the third most expensive it's goalkeeper in the world. Built. After Buffon and... Uh, and, 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 and I think what Tony, Tony's it's just like saying John Stones. Got a foot, I've got a foot in both camps here because Tony's not saying he's worth thirty million, and, and I think Sunderland could credibly argue for twenty million. To be honest, in a deal maybe rising to twenty-five million, because if Chelsea had come in, the thing is, Everton didn't or Sunderland didn't put put out this eight million bid. It was a result of hard work and contacts from Phil, yeah. who found out that they made an eight million offer. Yeah. So it wasn't intended to be public. It wasn't intended as a public slight upon yeah. Sunderland. It's a bargaining tactic. Is he worth more than that? Obviously. I sort of Phil says fifteen might be his true value. I kinda disagree and think realistically it's a bit higher. If Chelsea sorry, if uh, or Chelsea or City and if it was public, we don't know what their initial offer of John Stones was. It might have been fifteen million and Everton might have laughed them out and eventually Everton got the top price. I definitely don't think we should pay 30 million. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Sorry, I don't yeah, no, for, I agree. for Pickford. And what I would say as well is, as much as he's a completely credible option, hear what you're saying, I just, I'm a little bit concerned. I'm in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, there's not many other contenders, by the way. So, but when you look back last season, he faced a lot of shots in a team that seemed doomed from early doors. And when he made saves, it was automatically amplified. He looks better. There was a lot of kind before he came in and established himself. They were just at that Manoni, was it? Yeah. Was a joker. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just. Yeah. So, I mean, apart do, from the unboxing day, Goodison. Yeah. Typically. But it was one of their biggest things. What were you going to do about a goalkeeper? A young lad comes in, always a popular tactic when you bring a young lad in for, you know, and, and give him a go. And he did make a few, a few ricks early doors, but then he got into his groove and he, he became really impressive. I agree with you. And I just worry have we seen his true. In a perfect world, you'd see him for another season or something, but it's not a perfect world. And We're I can't in no think. situation. I, so no, I agree. As, as so I wouldn't. Before, we can't afford to sit there and watch the top five, top six, just sit there, pick away at the best players. We've got to react straight away. But we're saying in this case that they're not going to do that if we're the only the only show in town. And also, because he's gone business. down the championship, does he really want to be playing the championship next season? So we are holding all the cards here. Some of the, of most of the mold, yeah. A lot more cards than like you would expect normally in a transfer, and and that was that eight million bid was part of that. Acknowledge, acknowledging that fact, um, if there were other clubs bidding, setting, I don't think we would have put an eight million quid in bid. I think so. What you're saying is they would have just gone in and said, "Hey, yeah, here's fifteen million quid plus add-ons," and we're but we're just we're just taking advantage of that position. No, if Manchester United come in with an eight million pound bid for Tom Davis, what would you say about that? I think it's a different situation. Yeah, Why different situation. Young lads, what's, first season. What, what's Everton's valuation? Yeah. You, you wouldn't. It'd be nowhere 30, near. It's not thirty million quid. But it's it? nowhere near eight, is it either? Straight away. But, no. but, 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 but what would you think? What would you say to that bit straight it, away? It's an initial bid, isn't it? It's as to test the water, you know. And I think, uh, or test the resolve, which is the regular phrase that you hear during the summer, isn't it? You know, <laughs> the only time you ever heard the phrase "test somebody's resolve," isn't it, is in yeah. relation to <laughs> transfers, you know. Uh, so I think. Initial valuation as part of a, a transfer negotiation is not necessarily what that club wants, you know, truly values that player at, at and what they'll pay for. And you think a deal, should Everton get it over the line, it's going to be absolutely stacked with add-ons for a keeper. He's not made his England senior debut yet, has he? But yeah. he will do. Yeah. He's been in the squad. There'll be top four clauses, European clauses, mm. you know... Clean sheets clause probably. I'm thinking Sunderland get. Oh you right, know, yeah. If, yeah. He, if if when he's playing for Everton, he, he reaches 15 England caps. Yeah, Sunderland yeah. get. It's going to be one of those. Yeah. So um, 
yeah, as I said, I think the big deal is, as I said, it's how it's spun it in the northeast because that's that's the big thing for Sunderland. Yeah. So legitimate debate. Am I getting a buzz or what? Le- legitimate. Legitimate debate about his value aside. Yeah. But that way, spoken about we... with Keane and Sigurdsson. So why is it all of a sudden Tony Shelton's evaluation? No, let me finish. I'm just saying the debate about his value aside is Tony's getting the thumbs up. It is from me. I'll say he's one who I'd be happy to see come in, Gav. I'm, I'm not blowing more amber on this one for the simple reason that I don't think we've seen enough of him. And I would like to think there's other goalies out there that we would perhaps be linked with who are more the finished article. But I don't totally disagree with Tony's sentiment. Just, just I'll say that about Keane. I haven't seen enough of Keane, and if that's the case. <laughs> I haven't seen a great deal of him, but I like what I see. And everybody I speak to speaks extremely highly of him. Brackets for the right price. Jordan, <laughs> you've got three yeses, you're through to boot camp. Yeah. <laughs> what about your yes, by the way? I've said yes. Oh, yeah. That's why I said three yeses. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This um, is most disappointing, this, isn't it? Really? Uh, well, you, know, you yeah. might disagree with mine. Uh, it, it won't be as passionate and heartfelt as you, your three. Let's bring because... Sender back. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Bosnar, <back laughs> assistant manager. No, because mine is very much the epitome of someone who represents something more than perhaps the individual. I am no. Arriva DC expert and I've probably only seen my player perform three or four times and only watched him properly in one recent game that was the Europa League final I'm talking about Davy Klassen Ajax captain I can tell Tony's ready to pounce but let me finish first <laughs> let the Asians speak yeah what for me for me that he represents a player who comes in and by the way I don't see him as a number 10 he isn't one really so if Sigurdsson's in that team next season, brilliant. Klassen for me is someone who comes in and plays in the three, if we're going to play 4-3-3, three, three, if you like, yeah. behind those front three. Because at the moment, if you've got Tom Davis, Idrissa Gay and Morgan Schneidlin, I feel that's far, far too defensive. And for all Schneidlin's brilliant qualities, I don't see many assists. Now that might change next season and he may well show more going forward. Guy's brilliant at what he does in a very, very um, strict remit and is not very good going forward. And Davis could be brilliant going forward, but he's still 18 and we've seen fits and spurts of that. I think he's got more assists than either of them, actually, or, or certainly he's up there anyway. So basically, he comes into that three for me and challenges probably either one of Gay or Davis for his shirt. And what he does, he scores goals, he creates things. He's good, at, he's good at playing forward balls. His passing's brilliant. He's one-twos, he's layoffs. And Everton have been too forced wide for me this season. All our attacking impetus goes wide. And when you've got Mason Holgate as one like yeah. wing-back, it's, it's just not good enough. Too often we're forced. And Barkley will come deep to try and collect the ball, to try and make something happen. <laughs> Hopefully that'll be resolved if you get Sigurdsson in. But I'd like to see us play through teams more centrally. I think that's where we're going to get goals. And if Lukaku's still there, brilliant. So I'm not claiming Klassen is definitely the answer, but I'd be happy at a reasonable fee again, 15, 20 million, to see him. However, as me and Tony both watched, the big doubt is when he came up against United, so not just him, him and the the other, say nine, because I thought the centre-back had a good game, Sanchez. They were just completely bullied. I think that's a worry, isn't it? They're very talented, this Ajax team. But when you've when they've come up against it, it looked like men against boys, didn't it? As if like the under twenty ones are playing against the first team. It's and it's it was though, wasn't it? If you yeah, it was, it, and you're know. looking at it thinking they probably 
man for man. Probably Ajax probably had more talent in their team. But in terms of professionalism, Man United just used it, didn't he? And that's why they went on to Experience, take the trophy. Yeah, everything. And you just worry. What I don't the success rate of the Dutch league in the Premier League on signings. Would you say it's not the best? It's hit and miss, isn't it? Mm. Hit and miss. You're taking them. What did you say the valuation of? Say, say Everton paid 15, rising to 20 or tops 20. For me, that's not really these days. Like, I'm, it is a lot of money, clearly, but it's not no. like I, I wouldn't pay 30 million for him, for example. No. Would you say that's a position where it's vital Everton need to improve on next season? Yeah, you see, Out of all the positions uh, in up. fairness, you know the lads, you, you've all picked the yeah, more yeah. the more vital positions for yeah. me. Centre back, goalkeeper, number ten. They're all more important mm. than that player that I said who can fit into that yeah, three. Yeah. But I do feel it, it's vital, to be honest, yeah. that we get someone. Mm. Now I could have said a number nine, but let's be positive and look at the glass half form that Lukaku's mm. priced out the market and still there next season. Inevitably has a strop but stays. <laughs> um and we can get one more season. <laughs> We're ninety nine point nine percent certain he's gonna be saying that season apparently. Phil, I mean yeah, I, I share I share your um, encouragement and your reservations. I think on paper because I, I I can't claim to have watched hardly anything of him. Yeah. But the fact that he's not only scored and created in Eredivisie but done it in the Europa League mm. fills me with a little bit more optimism about the player he is. Um, he's obviously Dutch international. He's captain as well, which gives me sort of belief that he's made of the right stuff, which is always encouraging. Um, but yeah, as you say, it's it's that 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 concern that that. Coming from the Dutch league, they can't cope the physicality. And earlier in the season, we spoke about this Greg, in the week. I have to paraphrase what what Koeman said. He was asked about Dutch footballers, mm. and he spoke about their that very few of them have the physicality and, ca- and that capability of dealing with really sort of high level football. And that would be very much the case in the Premier League. Um, but the fact that Ronald's even looking at him makes me naturally. Go go to the side of thinking. Well, he, there must be something about it. He'd love Van Zijk, wouldn't he? Well, yeah, he would. Yeah, I know that's that's interesting, isn't it? But because this such team at the poor, like yeah, they haven't yeah. even poor and so on. Yeah, haven't even qualified for the last one. Did I suppose he, so. he'll face a lot of teams who will play, try to play like United next season. I suppose, you know, physicality is the big kind of primary. Components of the Premier League, isn't it? So mm. Chelsea will play is, like is, that. Is, is Ronald though looking at the Everton's team and going, look, well, if I can get, just hypothetically, just saying, right, I can get Sigurdsson. I know he can cope. I can get another whatever somebody who can, I know can cope with the physical demands. We haven't got people who are comfortable enough on the ball. I don't think we have. That's so maybe that's what he's looking at Klassen and going, we can protect him. If I don't think he's quite strong enough physically to. To deal with it, on it, we can protect him, and we can give him the ball in the areas we're not currently showing enough guile and craft and creativity, where it's breaking down yeah. and we're wasting all the possession. Yeah. Maybe he's going. He's worth me playing in mm. twenty of the thirty-eight Premier League games. I think if you've got Morgan Schneidlin, Tom uh, Idrissa Gay, and Klassen, say for argument's sake, mm. you know Gay can do what he does, and then Schneidlin and Klassen are both. Really comfortable on the ball, and for me that's that's positive. And then if he's you know if he's dropping in and out, then Tom Davis isn't going to give up his shirt in a hurry, is he? That's your Bessages yeah. and McCarthy's and Barry's out the window. Then if that's the case, well, yeah. Barry very much not. I would still say he's got a role to play yeah. in games, you know. But certainly interesting, probably right. Bessage doesn't. I don't see a natural way for him into the team. No, no. you're looking no. at. Him. I, I think Bessage. we're just. I think I, I I like the show. Don't get me wrong. He could 
he could become a world beater. Do you know what I mean? I just think in that position, I just think we're top heavy on midfielders. Yeah, really are. We've just got as we've just said, the three there not getting there. We have enough drive from central midfield yeah. going forward. Well, that's, but that's, that's, that's the type of formation I'm playing. They have the Snyder and Guy Davis, Bessic, McCarthy, Barry, six players. All realistically that's, do the same job, I mean, and yeah. then they don't have that type of yeah. player in front of them. They've got Ross, and that's it. Yeah, that's what I mean. They've yeah. got Kevin Morales, and you know what I think of him. But, you, <laughs> 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 but they've got none of them players no, who can create that's much. That's what I mean. And it's, so what Classen represents? Yeah, is you're looking for someone to yeah. break away from that three to kick on. Yeah. Can I have you say on this fella now? Go on. Then. Way, yeah. I'm with. Uh, I'm say dare I say I'm with Phil on this one. Oh, surprise, surprise. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? No, no, I, I'm, I'm with Greg as well. Um, on, Afterthought. Yeah, yeah. He watches the European football think, show. He's yeah, on. not anymore. I think I think Coombe's the key person for me here. If, if it wasn't anybody else but Coombe who's the manager, who knows Dutch football inside out, knows Dutch football is inside out, now we've got three, what, three or four years now in the Premier League. So, in terms of like being able to assist in the transition of a, a Dutch player, whatever, like take take on board what people are saying around, you know, the inherent maybe sort of weaknesses of playing in the Premier League, assisting that transition from Dutch league football to the Premier League, then you couldn't ask for a better person than than Koeman, could you to do that? Sounds if there's anybody, big, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, he also signed Dusan Tadic. Yeah, you mm. know. So, so. I think. Um, I think it's differences in the transition if you're an outfield and a goal goal is a goal in whatever league there is, isn't it really? I know there's some sort of differences, but there's major differences if you're an outfielder. If you uh, look at Tadic, Gav, sorry yeah. to interrupt, he's similar physically to class and he's not a unit, Tadic. Yeah. He just he thrives in the Premier League because he's good yeah, on the ball. Yeah. And, and and I think I would say not green, not amber sort of amber green on this one. Uh, <laughs> Is the waiting the yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just gone through, just gone through the lights on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would, if it was anybody else but Cuban's manager being amber, but I think I'd raise it to to amber green status. Just out of interest on on it, any alternative players you would think in the Premier League you could think mm. would do that job. Or is it going? Uh, David Silver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you you want that midfield, that midfield that midfielder. That's available. Sorry, that's available. I can't think of many. It's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, I can't think of many. A player of that ilk to come from midfield and create chances and score goals. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. There's not. There's no one really. You look at the teams that play like that. They don't like. You have hazards and don't they and Deli Ali and players that don't have time. Yeah. But the out. The out of players, who look as if the, there's not many out there in They're the not, Premier not League. Spring, that's why I was saying we need to look abroad, and and, and I think that's something that it was going back to I said before. And there was, I mean, but by the way, before I started, anybody else giving their class and their ratings? I'm not having them. No. No. Mm. Sorry, Greg, but I just I feel, can't I, take him. I feel like I'm wasted on this one because I've ne- I've never really watched him any great length, but I like what he represents. Mm. And we need what he represents, but whether he's the one to bring it, I don't know. Sorry to go Paxman on you here, Phil. Was that a yes or no? Uh, <laughs> uh, you heard my answer, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've got uh, basically, yeah. I've got two. I don't I, know. I've got an amber. Yeah, I've know. got uh, you stalled at the lights. Yeah. You've just about went through and stalled. I'll yeah. just say no. You've yeah. just yeah. said yeah. no. Just so he doesn't join them. But I hope you're all happy yeah. when he's turning it up for someone. I'll, I'll ask him in a couple of years' you know time what? when he's. 
you know, right. well, playing in China somewhere. going to be like, if he turns up for Everton as a worldy season, oh, that's yeah. the last You can of see Nofi Sides for Tottenham scores on the opening day. He'd be nudging yeah. me in the side going, look, I told you, I told you. You'll but, never hear the end of What I was going to say there, though, was the fact that, you know, we were talking about players there and saying, who in the Premier League would you buy and offer that quality? And it's like, for the players you want, there's actually not a lot, is mm. there? And I was intrigued by Steve Walsh's comments today about you know being looking for players and got all the data and discuss with Coombe. This is is whether you know those players are actually not necessarily in the Premier League. Mm. And do do we do we think that during the summer we would be buying more players from abroad than what you would would expect? I'd yeah. expect so because if you think about realistically, are we going to be able to sort of pick off like we did with Schneiderlin from the teams above us? Cherry pick the best of the rest so to speak I don't see that really happening no. this summer so then you look, you think below Everton you think well Southampton who's there not maybe not necessarily not a great deal West they? Broughton so yeah you, you're naturally kind of looking abroad aren't you and I think I think what the key is with something like Klassen and we talk about how, how he would fit in and where he would play more so than ever next season is about squad game isn't it mm, so yeah. this isn't necessarily about Klassen you sign him and he plays and he starts, every week yeah. he has to play you know, we've seen Ronald be very ruthless, and he and he maintains game to game. We plan for the game and winning the game. It's not about a, a consistent string of, of of selections, is it? So I think even more so, it will be Everton's transfers will be solely based on abroad because I think we just touched on Michael Keane, for example. Now, if he's one of our standout players for Burnley, and Manchester United are in for him, what chance have we got of signing players? Of that calibre down at the bottom of the league, yeah. so if the Champions League clubs are cherry picking them, yeah, yeah. we're out of it. So where do we go then? We've got to go elsewhere. Well, that's just what we said. It's like buying the best players that the top five or six clubs. Don't, well, we've done don't it last year. Didn't we we signed Balassi from Crystal Palace, yeah, yeah. Ashley Williams from yeah. Swansea. It was all they were all their best players. No, it's just a guy. It's just a guy yeah, from Aston yeah, Villa. Yeah. All their better players last season. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to do that this season because you've got five teams in the Champions League. Yeah. And you've got obviously Everton so, seven. You know, it, it's it's like you know going being imaginative, isn't it? And and getting maybe more players in because of the squad game. And I think being in Seagan summer, I maybe don't see like you know we talk a lot, haven't we, about Marky signing since Mercedes came in and Steve Walsh came in. And do you think that there won't be a oh that's set the football and the lights Everton turn and that. That's what they need to do. I think yeah, I think are going to see that. I think we'll be a large number of players. I think we'll break the transfer record. Yeah, I think I think you might see a situation where you break the transfer record twice. Almost, you might you might get a thirty and a thirty-five. I think that might be where Evan go. You know, we hmm. we've gone and spent it twice. If you know what I mean. And so I think I think we'll spend record amounts. It just maybe necessarily won't be. Is it sod's law that that the summer that Everton fans have been waiting for? They've got themselves a billionaire. They've they're going to have to invest and throw 100 million, 150 million at it. But it's sod's law that there's six teams above <laughs> them. Five of them are Champions League football. All got quality managers. Yeah. All got possibly more money than Everton. And they're probably going to interest in better players than what Everton can no, go for. But I think that's, that happens every season, doesn't it? You know, no, we've never been in a predicament there where we've got more. We, we, no, we've well, never been able to go 35 million yeah, there. Yeah, do you want that? But the top clubs always spend big money. Yeah, I was that's say, it every yeah. season, don't they? That's why they've got to do that to survive because they're not just competing against each other. They're competing against top clubs from abroad, aren't they? So, whatever season, Mishiri and whoever you know, investors come in, and the, the Premier League money's gone. But there's only that the top give... six clubs are always spending money. Aren't well, not the top six as such. There's always been two or three 
throwing money around like confetti. Whereas in now, there's the seven teams now throwing it about. There's never been a, the amount of teams going to be spending money this summer. Now you've, you've got Bournemouth going to be spending big. Teams who finished below Everton. Yeah, you, yeah, you're going to have teams yeah. spend. I guarantee the, the Premier League teams, nearly every single one of them, will all be spending 40, 50 yeah, million. So Easy. So will we. We'll probably spend double that. A double that. But that's, a, but that's the danger, isn't yeah, it? Because I would say, I think I agree with Gavin, they'll always spend money. It's now the feeling is that Everton are very slowly getting closer. I'm not saying really close, but the fact is they're moving away from the rest, but edging closer in terms yeah. of. And it all boils down to what we said last week, the week before. You're backing your manager, aren't you? What about the concern, before we wrap it up as well, I'll throw this one into the mix, is Lukaku. I've said in, in my bid, unsuccessful bid for Klassen, that, <laughs> we, that we'll hope to keep him, and we may well do. The agent, Mino Raiola, has been talking again this week, claiming Everton have agreed if a certain club comes in and, and pays a certain amount. I can only imagine it, it's likes of Chelsea, maybe Manchester United, and obviously, as we've reported here first, £100 million then Everton have made an agreement that they might listen to it. Well, whatever. Just say, and I think it's probably less likely than, than it is, more, we sell them for £100 million. <laughs> That puts us, given your point, which I agree with, those top six clubs above us with more money, more clout, Champions League football. Where do we go and invest that £100 million on, on a striker then? Uh, uh, Who'd you what, buy? I mean, Lacazette, Lacazette isn't going to Everton. Forget about them things. Mbappe is going to go to City. <laughs> forget <laughs> about them. Everton have just, by doing that, Everton have just made the teams above them more powerful and Everton weaker, just by that transfer alone. That's why I don't think they'll sell him. It's just that well, they may not have an option if, yeah, obviously they will, but if Manchester United come in and say, do you know what, there's £80 million and another player... Martial, Ashley Young, whatever it is, you just throw another bit in, and next minute, Everton are on the floor. They're going 80 million plus Rooney, 80 million plus whoever. I'm sure they've discussed that potential scenario, haven't they? So, they're going to sit there with 100 million to spend, no centre forward, 25 goals ripped apart from them, made the teams above them better, and where to be saying, and what it, is, what it does, it sends a message out to the rest of the Premier League and the rest of the football and where that. They've just sold their best player again. They're meant to be Everton back in the big time. Billionaires, what and all this investment <laughs> sends a bad message out to the fans again, as well. That's why I don't think they'll sell him. Yeah. yeah Do you think, think they'll sell him? No, I don't think they'll sell. I don't think I they think want to sell, sell him. Whether they're put in a position where they need to, because what's what's his contract? Two years. Two years. So I mean, you know, I think you see another year. Um, but I don't think Machine is bothered about, but, about losing yeah. another but, year. Okay, on the scenario keep... then. Would, would the deal of selling Lukaku and getting cash and a decent player as part of that deal not not something you, you turn your nose at? No, because they haven't got a centre forward as yeah. good as Lukaku. So if they had, they go and buy him. Yeah, okay. What do you say? So again, I say somebody right. like Martial. Good player. Right, he's a good player. Yeah. Yeah. I'll probably choose his name in the end, but he's not like, going to come to Everton, is he? Let's well, have it right. But hang on a minute. If you're nice to want Lukaku for 100 million quid. But actually, if Martial doesn't want to join Everton. Well, that's part. Well, that's. Well, he's not joining Everton, is he? Let's have it right. I'd love him. Don't get yeah, me well, wrong. You know, you, you, yeah, well, you, you need to be a realistic. wrong here. example. But, you know, if you get 100 million, but past that, there's a, there's a cash plus, plus player thing. I think it's something you should look at. I think the thing with Chelsea as well is there's no they, there was no buyback clause was there? Any? No, there is no contract with Chelsea. No. That's all Everton's no. money, isn't it? It's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I it's think he will sign for Man United. Do you, you think he'll sign for United? Mm. Why is that? I just the way the Griezmann deals cooled down, obviously because of the the ban. I think there's not many players who who they can get right now 
who's possibly available, who's going to guarantee them 25 goals in the Premier League next season. So why now, do you all automatically them, assume Everton will sell by that virtue? I think if, they, if Manchester United come in with round about 75 to 80 million, I think Everton will sell. No chance. Well, fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> fine. Just my opinion. Just speaking of the transfer bag, because I wanted to throw his name out there. Um, obviously, Everton were given a, a boost in their hopes of maybe trying to sign Malaga's Sandro this week yeah. because Madrid's mm-hmm. ban was upheld. But 5.2 million quid, what do you reckon? No brainer. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah absolutely. Buttons and relatively speaking. Banging them in in La Liga, Barcelona pedigree. It's yeah. not much of a gamble no. for five, six yeah. million. You know, what, you know what he's got? Pace. It's quick. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen him a few times this season, I've been really impressed. I'd say about Lukaku, but Man United, he's like a sort of um, a Marino type centre forward, like, like drop for the. Chelsea. Not if like a big, strong, but like that figurehead up if the, he the scored, top end of the pitch. If he scored 25 goals with Everton this season, how many would he get next season with Man United? They play different ways, don't they? Maybe it's not like all it, geared towards him. The, United, the, the chances they create, Gav, compared to Everton. He's a lot of chances last year. How many goals did he score compared to United in the Premier League last year? They got better players. You need a stat out, don't you? On, on yeah, the well, Champions League. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, they didn't exactly, you know, score like hat nose, did they? Yeah. We'll see where he goes. Well, no, I certainly won't be 75, 80 million if yeah. he wants to go. Do you think, really think that yeah. Everton will get 100 million for him? Well, people are talking for Mbapp about 100 million plus, by the way. Yeah. So why is Lukaku, all right, Lukaku hasn't done it? Well, no, he has. What, what, what's, what's the difference? Well, Everton... Monaco are a brilliant team last season, but you could argue they're a flash in the pan. That why? was his first season as well, wasn't it? Why, you know, why so... should there be a difference? So it shouldn't be, really. It yeah. shouldn't be. Well, that's why I want to I just think... But I, I just think if you throw that at Everton and I'd say seventy five million and Rooney, I think they'll bite their own. You don't decide to get Rooney to Everton. He couldn't that. get through the, the whole podcast the whole thing. without mentioning. Why Tony wants to sell? <laughs> All right, Luke who else is there? Who else is realistically who you get from Man United then? Don't start saying Martial because it's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. You're going names in the air. You've got no chance of getting. Waste it all. Everybody's been waiting all hard for the kickoff. I thought he was going to get to it. Who would you go for that Man United realistically? Well, if there's no realistic, he just wanted. He does one. He just wanted the cash. It was hundred million quid cash, mate. Yeah, in a briefcase. Yeah. Well, if you could get, I'm asking for. I said, said Martial would be uh, excellent. No I chance. think that's some player. Who would you go for on the fringes of the Man United team? <laughs> Who would you go for? Rashford. Give us Rashford. Yeah. No chance. Exactly. Well, you're asking me. I'm being realistic here. Realistically, they're going to give you Ashley Young. I don't want him. That's the players you're going to. Well, that we've well, just been speaking about. Well, it's no Edson and Keane. Yeah. No deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our sense of defence next season: Chris Smalling and Phil Jones and Tony's <laughs> world. Like, yeah. It's not. You've got to be realistic. <laughs> Right. Uh, that was just a midi pod in itself, yeah, that exactly. wasn't it? You know, yeah. We'll see where he ends up, yeah. and for how much. It will be interesting to see. Uh, yeah, and if I, I will admit, the eye will be wiped if it's seventy-five, eighty. Still, I'll bring a tissue in for yeah, you. Yeah, very good. I'll bring a tissue in for you. <laughs> Classons turn it up. Yeah. Right, Be- feeding rum. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. I'm sick of in the back post. Yeah. Yeah. Rooney's yeah. banging him in in China. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks very much for listening. We've enjoyed that. Um, Still, Gus and Classen didn't make it, but hope you enjoyed it, and there'll be more next week.